Welcome to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome folks to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. It's sad when I have to think about where I am. Brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, shock to life, thanks to Relyon Lithium Batteries. It is the week, it was March 16th, when I was recording this. I'm Chris Brown, along with Director of, well, hell, all things Angler's Channel, Mr. David Jong, AC Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover, and Mr. Jason Duran. It's like three weeks in a row Duran's been here for the Open. This is kind of weird. So... I'm, Thanks for letting me back in. Well, you know, I, I have to, I have to, mod, you know, it's kind of like when you screen your phone calls, you have to screen your streams in this deal as yeah. well. Who, who, who you want. That's why I have a waiting room. I get asked sometimes, why do you have a waiting room? Because I may not want to let you in. I may want to just talk to myself. I don't know. So, but uh, like I said, it is the, uh, well, it's March 17th now. It is St. Patty's Day. Everybody wearing their green? No. None of us have one green. <laughs> no. David's looking at me like I'm crazy. Or maybe it's just the sunburn, David. Because I mean, you, would you call yourself Kenny Powers when you when you came on earlier? I mean, you, you, you guys all seen that, you know, at least with the Kenny Powers poster for Eastbound and Down, whatever, where he's got the, you know, really bad raccoon eyes. Yeah. yeah that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. do. You okay. do. So let's tell all of our listeners at home. I mean, you came to Bama, spent a few days with us. You got to experience a little bit of, you know, hell on wheels down here with us. And, um, but then you and you and Mr. Grover did a little fishing on, on Sunday and we've not seen pics. I understand it's all, it's like MLF. It's made for TV is what I understand. <laughs> is that, is that how that went? Anybody care to elaborate on how this extravaganza went on Gunnersville on Sunday? Well, let, let me start off with this. Look, I, I couldn't imagine David coming to Alabama and spending three or four days, however long it was, without at least having an opportunity to wet a hook. I agree. He, he was riding around with you for what three days. Yeah. You know, he needed a break. I couldn't yeah. send him home with just that experience. He so he didn't need so a break. We had an opportunity to do that Sunday morning. Well, okay, well, that, that's great. So let's let's talk about how it went. Anybody care to elaborate? Well, I heard it was a tryout because, you know, um, Kenneth is looking tryout. for a, a tryout. <laughs> for what? What are we trying out for, the Olympics? Well, well, he, well I, I, I have fished with Chris. I have fished with Jason. And now I have fished with David. It, was it really fishing <laughs> with Jason, screening? though? He's screening? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> when we stood on the back of the boat and he – Threw it all in the same spot all day long. Yeah, that was that was fishing. Well, I, know. So, well, I was I was trying to teach Jason how to fish. <laughs> okay. okay, and I took I took David fishing. Okay, and what happened on this said fishing trip, David? Well, the goal was for David to catch fish, and David caught fish. How many did David catch? I only caught five. I had a sixth one towards the end of the day, but not just five though. But yeah, okay. Well, our eight, cameraman eight pounds, or I mean, <laughs> well, he caught more than you, Jason. So we'll go that <laughs> route. 
He caught more than me too, if anybody's asking. But so you had five for what? Twenty? Twenty-two? No, they were they were just good solid keepers. Okay. All right. All right. And Kenneth, you had? Well, our cameraman left around. I think it was around noon. Yeah, and at at that time, David had me five to zero. Oh, Ooh. so it's the David Jong show. <laughs> so Kenneth, yeah. so Kenneth basically said, "Look, I'm not leaving it like this, even though Kenny's leaving. It's the, going back out. It's, well, it's the <laughs> Welcome to the Anglers Channel Guide Show, brought to you by Kenneth Grover. Today, our guest David Jong is going to go up five nothing on me. This is how I got. You know. So here's what here's what you do. It's kind of like a rain delay in baseball. You know, the team leading is usually the one that gets hurt in that deal. So since we were going to Goose Pond to drop off the cameraman i just came up with the idea hey let's go in and get us a cheeseburger <laughs> so we went and so got you, us cheeseburger and fries and sat there and talked for a while and ate you put him to sleep kind of let him kind of chill out and kind of yeah. you know soak in that burger exactly we went back out and i threw him another curveball i went some real shallow <laughs> water I, I i was making him think we were going to go look for spawners that was just the icing on the cake. I was getting him off his game. All right. So we I, saw a few little buck bass cruising around, and we finally got back out to where I knew the fish were, and I was trying to make a comeback. How'd that ended go? Up, it ended up five to three. Well, hey, at least you made at least you made an effort. That's that's impressive. So, uh, I guess the real question, David, is: Did you have a good time? I did. I saw. I mean, I you know, Chris took me on, on almost a statewide tour uh, of Pretty Alabama. Close. I mean, yeah. I mean, he took me to like a, 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 a somewhat, I guess, creepy date spot, that drive through <laughs> Yeah, that drive through <laughs> was weird. <laughs> Have y'all ever seen that? At, at the corner of where it is, is we, if you're coming north out of <laughs> Eufaula, coming north out of Eufaula, and you got to turn left about 20 miles north, right, to go, to go yeah. west, there's that storage container world's only drive through museum you ever seen that i know you have oh, i think i have seen i've it seen it already. once never been through it and i told david i you said i told david i said get your phone son we're gonna have a little fun we drove through that son of a bitch and um never do it again i'm still having nightmares from that so <laughs> yeah done i'm out so i mean it's yeah it's kind of weird but so, yeah we did that david well, we went to Bucky. Well, the first place, the first thing we stopped at was Bucky's, the only Bucky's in Alabama. So we went there. Then obviously we went down to, I, I guess you could say, I checked off three lakes. So well, I've been to Gunsville last year, but I went to you know obviously uh, Ufala for the TMPFL event, and then uh, Smith Lake for the MLF thing. Uh, yeah, you know, it, I, I saw, I could see you when you were at Ufala part of the time, and I, I saw, I saw CB. <laughs> But I couldn't find you. I was a little concerned for a while. I had to actually send a text and ask to make sure you weren't too close to the water. Well, that that was the concern as well. Because one minute, he's like a child, right? One minute he's there, next minute he's gone. And so, of course, my initial thought was, well, a gator got him. And so my second thought was, I ain't got his wife's phone number. And my third thought was, well, he'll show up sooner or later, right? So, I mean, it's maybe he'll come back. But, yeah, he was just out taking pictures and roaming around. And But you saw some pretty big ones over there, didn't you, bud? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it within one spot, I guess, I'm right where the drive through, not too far from whatever that little store. The marina. marina yeah. yeah. That was there. Um, I saw one in the water, and I saw two sunbathing, and – the bigger one, I don't know, from where I was at. It was probably, I was probably about 70, 80 yards away from it, but it looked, I'm assuming, maybe a 12-footer. 
yeah, that one's a resident, isn't he? Kind of that one hangs yeah. out. That that did, one. Did you see the little fish shoot? The 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 PVC no. pipe that went down. We the we were on the opposite side of okay. the deal. So yeah, you okay. know when we do boat check for ABT, you come in and turn right. We yeah. were on that that road going right, or in that parking lot going right. They would come up and circle through, so they weren't on that side. But they don't get that big by being stupid, David. They 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 learn really quick. <laughs> Every fish is released right there, and by God, you better be quick if you're a fish because you're about to get eat. Because um, they they know they know what's fixed to happen right there for sure. So, but uh, what else did you get to do? Um, I, get, I got to hang out with you guys doing work on Saturday. Really seeing CBs. Um, I'm surprised, he, you know, I don't know if his, if his Apple Watch has like a heart meter or something like that to monitor his heart rate. It's, it's broke. <laughs> yeah, it's broke. So it don't, it don't work too good no more. That's for sure. So. But yeah, you know, it was it was you know to see all that happen and see all the hard work you guys do, and then you know, um, spent Sunday, you know, so I spent a lot of car time and seat time with CB, and then Kenneth took me out on Gunnersville, so that was my memory with Kenneth, and then the only memory I have with Jason is stepping in his dog's poop. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I, I did step in it, but I, I think I, I got told Jason the other day. I think I brought up the good juju because he brought some fish to weigh in on ABT. Well, you, that's all you could bring was good juju because because <laughs> all I heard for, for two days was all the bad juju you were bringing me. So that's all, that's all you had left was, was good juju. But no, it was uh, it was good having you down here, brother, and we'll definitely do it again um, in a couple of years. And uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. But no, that was, uh, that was a good time. We do have a... Uh, an exciting show for you guys tonight. David and I didn't go to the National Professional Fishing League event uh, over the weekend. Saw day one down there, the inaugural event on Lake Eufaula. And uh, we're going to get a chance for David and I to talk to John Sukup, your National Professional Fishing League inaugural winner. And uh, let it wire to wire, 5309. And I didn't realize that he squeaked it out there at the end. Until I really got to paying attention to um, the standings today or the weights, but squeaked it out there at the end and uh, brought home that trophy that looks like a daggum. I mean, it looks like the hood of a truck is what it looks like. That's massive. But uh, I'm going to get talk to him and learn a little bit more about the bass tank and about uh, the TNPFL. Um, NPFL Live. Let's talk about the NPFL because there's been a lot of talk about this prior to this inaugural event, I mean, they've been talking about it for the last 14, 15, 18 months, whatever it's been. And, I mean, Jason, you and I talked to Al pretty much the day after they announced yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, had him on the show. We've talked to Al numerous times. They've checked in with him. Um, they've got Luke Duncan, David Dudley, and then Fat Cat doing live. And, and I, I'll be honest, uh, on day one of live, I was pretty frustrated. And I felt like I was watching Dumb Dumb and Dumber again, um, just you know, at, on the other channel. But it, it wasn't the commentators; it was the issues they had behind the scenes. Which, um, I mean, that's just live, right? That's mm -hmm. that's what doing live is all about. That's the things that come with it. And then on day two, we David and I watched the weigh in, and we thought, man, they're going to do a 110 boat drive through. This is going to take, this is going to be like classic type stuff, right? This is going to take forever. 
And it was two hours, 10 minutes on the nose. And it was great. Did a great job with it. And then day two, we watched live. I'm going down the road, going up to Smith Lake to the Big Five event up there, the Pro Circuit event, and watched live. And, dude, it was killer. So I don't know what you guys saw or what you're able to watch, but I'd love to hear your opinions on it. Jace? So I watched uh, day one and day two from the office. And, you know, it, it was, like you said, it was just a little sketchy, you know, and, and having been on the other live side of it, it was like, man, they could do this, they could do this, and it could be better. Well, day two was like, oh, they definitely had a meeting, and they sat down and said, here's some of the transitions we need to do. We need to quit talking over each other. We need to get this figured out. And it got smoother on day two, and um, it was good to see that. Um, it's You can't really do that until you do it. No, you, you can't. can't really and- get through all the production you can practice all you want but the live scene is when it happens and you know we've all done that and uh it's not easy you know i people look at like news broadcasts and things like that and they're like we can't be that hard well this is fishing it's on a lake you can't duplicate it you can't replicate it i mean it's every day's different whether it's cropping snow clouds you know rain clouds Mm -hmm. sunshine hell freezing over whatever right there's always something that can that can get in your way but the nice thing about these guys is they had three days to get it right and day two they came out and knocked out of the park kg what was your thoughts on it you watched it i know you did well i was a little surprised at how it started with day one um i mean we'd been hearing for quite a while you know them saying that this this their live coverage was going to be far superior than anything else and they had their ducks in a row and everything so i was a little shocked that it that it appeared that maybe they had not done any testing before they started day one right but i am very impressed with the difference between day one and day two that tells me a lot about the whole group that's working that that tells me they're capable of being in a difficult situation and doing whatever they have to to correct and get out of it. Yeah. And, and it was and, much better. Day two was much better. And they did. We, when, when, when we walked up on day one at weigh in, Al came over and, and we met him and introduced himself. And of course, we talked to him via Zoom a million times, but finally I got to meet face to face and talk to Luke and, and uh, Fat Cat and a few others. And now, they assured me, hey, you know, the issues we had today aren't going to be there tomorrow. They had audio issues. They couldn't hear the anglers. They had a lot of things going on. I mean, we do it in, in, a, in a smaller capacity with three cameras. They're doing it with 10 plus a studio camera plus a roving guy on the water. So they got a lot going on. And, and you know, the way they do it, it's, it's pretty incredible, really. I mean, they've got a lot invested into it. And so to see them bounce back on day two was really good. And I texted Luke right in the middle. I said, dude, y'all killing it. And, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll come on record and say right now, that's easily in my top two of live streams that I, that, that I will pay attention to. You know, I won't say if it's one or two, but it's in my top two. And y'all can pretty much guess the other one that I'm not going to pay a lot of attention to. But that's just, I mean, it's, it's is what it is. But, you know, neither here nor there. But I thought they did a great job with it. Uh, they bounced back. <clears throat> and to have Sukup win it wire to wire, I thought they did a great job with it. Um, I did get to talk to some of their PR people on Saturday night as I was driving home. And, you know, we got press releases. It got things up. Al called me. I'll I'll say this. I said it during the Sukup interview as well. But I got a call on Monday from Al McCullough with NPFL. And he said, dude, thanks for coming. Thanks for all the kind words. He said, we appreciate it. He said, 
I want to know what we did wrong. I want to know what we can do better. Now, he's talked to me. He's talked to others in the industry. And he wants our collective minds to put together and say, what can we do better? And I will tell you right now, if you want to chime in to me at 256-535-3217 on the, on the Exxon hotline, I will gladly write an email later on this week with the stuff we saw and the things that you want to, you, you want to voice and let him know, hey, here's what we think. Because he wants to know because they truly want to make yeah. it better. Right. And that's the only way to do it is to get opinions. And everybody's praising it and you do a great job and this and that. But there are a few things they can do a little better. Maybe a few things I hadn't thought about it. He told me they had some stuff around the stage and behind the scenes they were going to fix. So they're learning. They've been talking about it for 18 months. They've had one event, three days. And um, I think it went off really well. I'm excited to see the next one in 30 some odd days at Wright Patman over in Texarkana. You know, I I think their live coverage is going to be very important for them to have success and build on. Everybody knows it's new and they're kind of wondering what are these guys going to do. That is the way we find out. That's the best way we're going to find out is see what they're going to do. And I was also a little concerned of how many of these anglers are going to be comfortable in front of TV, give us good information, have the passion. Some of the guys that were in that top 10 or had the, the 10 cameras on them were really good with that. They so it, it, if they can continue with that, have the right guys and these guys learn and get better as, as a collective group, that's going to kind of help them along as well. Sue Cup was awesome. He, he had some he had some magical moments, sure. you know, at times where he was catching fish and it was it was true emotion from him. And if all of their anglers can be themselves and show the emotion and, and all that, then there's no reason why it can't be successful. Uh, Jason's got a monster truck driving through his camper over there, I think, <laughs> way, way it sounds. No, but uh, I know it's just a dog. dog, the demon dog. I get it. So, no, I, I agree, Kenneth. And I think they are – I mean, they're tuning – us in and the rest of the country in to some anglers that are pretty damn good. I'm going to be honest right. with you, you know, more right. so than the opens do more so than the Toyota series might do right. More so than some other trails might do. They're tuning us in to some guys that, I mean, they may not be a household name right now, but who knows where they'll be two, three, four years down the road. And we're seeing them here on this stage. They're giving them a platform to, to showcase themselves, much like this podcast. We're giving guys a platform to, you know, grow and expand into bigger and better things. Right, David? Yes, sir. That's what we do here. <laughs> That's what we do here. So, last subject, and we'll get out of here for the open. Um, it's it, it kicked back up in my Facebook feed again today, boys. Oh, oh legit about. Brent. Making hide. I tell you what, he's not that. He was not that far from Huntsville. If he wanted to fly in a space shuttle, somebody could probably would have put him in it and sent him to space. But dude, I got to watching David. We passed that point a few times. I think I know right where he hit. But my mm-hmm. God, what a dumbass! I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> so, did you see the comment on there? All these guys out there live scoping, and this guy's hitting the brush piles on the bank. <laughs> yeah, they ain't that shallow, bro. I'm sorry. They ain't that shallow. And I went back and watched it, and maybe I shouldn't say it on a podcast, but I went back and watched oh, it. Say it. <clears throat> that kill switch won't hooked up. It I'm was sorry. not hooked up. 
There was no and kill switch. Hookup. All these rumors out there of yeah, he probably could have had the whatever remote one or whatever. No, no, no. No, he ain't that bright. No, I'm watching. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm watching the. I'm watching the throttle, and I'm watching his left hand. If you watch it and you slow it down and you scroll through it, throttle's moving. Left hand's on the steering wheel. Ain't nothing. When he stands up, nothing comes out of his lap. Nothing pops so why off. why was he not automatically DQ'd with that? Well, I don't know. And you could hear the engine running, too. You could hear the engine running, too. I don't know why. The whole time. Because that yeah, didn't come out until that down. night, and then he pulled it down. And then he only caught one fish for whatever on, on Friday. So, you know, I mean, they're not going to DQ anybody. I mean, it, it is what it is. And so it's, it's one of those things. But, I mean, at what point, first of all, I mean, why do you run like that? I mean, it's, it, I mean, I don't even know what boat number it was, but why do you drive like that? Why are you not paying attention to what you're doing? Second, I mean, he never comes out of the throttle. I, now, there could have been an, an issue with something. I don't know. I doubt it. But, I mean, he, he gets back up and takes off and keeps going, right? So, I mean, at what point? I don't know. 256-535-3217, X-Zone Hotline. I'd love to freaking know y'all's opinions. God knows y'all have blown me up already with it. I'd love to know more about it. But, Kenneth, I mean, you got to have an opinion on this. I know you do. Well, you know I did at the time. I was the one that sent it to you to, to begin with. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's a, it's a scary thought. And, I, and after I saw it, I thought, well, I'm just glad he was by himself. Oh, my God. Because what if you he had about? a marshal or observer, whatever they call him now, you know, then it probably would not have been good for that person. He, he he was lucky that he had the steering wheel, the console to kind of hold himself in the boat. A passenger probably would not have stayed in the boat. No, no, because they're not it, usually watching that close, right? So to hold so on. Then, so then my next thought is, well, this cat obviously doesn't understand how to drive his boat. <laughs> if he's done it this one time. He's probably capable of doing it again. And you found some other examples of that, That's didn't you? Another video up to you exactly. guys. Exactly. <laughs> when I went through his Facebook page, I saw there was another one. It wasn't quite like that, but it was enough for me to it just kind of drove home the point that he doesn't know how to drive his boat in a safe manner. Let's just put it that way. Wow. So now now I'm concerned because obviously he's going to fish the next one. At some point in time, he's going to have a passenger in his boat. I would not want to be that passenger. No, no. I think I'll forfeit my money to be a marshal at that point when I, when I get that draw. I'm sick that day, right? I got the COVID for one day is what I got if I, if I draw that one. Yeah, but. I think now if I, if I submit to be a marshal, it's going to be a request to, hey, these are the anglers I do not want to ride with. Exactly. No, I agree. And his name's number one on the list. I, I have ridden with a bunch of anglers, uh, both amateur and pro alike. And I, I have told one amateur or one other camera boat driver in the past, get out of the seat I'm driving, and I, I'll, I'll drive it back to the ramp. And I did. And, um, you know, it's, you gotta be safe. And that was a bonehead move in my opinion. And, um, I mean, I'll just, I don't care. I, it, it was a dumbass move. It really was pay attention to what you're doing and watch what's ahead of you. Uh, the last, the last tournament that I fished that I had a co-angler, which was two Saturdays ago, mm -hmm. sometime late in the day, he looks at me and he says, there's not many people I can ride in a boat with and not hang on. Oh, he said, he said, I can ride in your boat and not have to hang on. I feel that comfortable. Well, that says and that's the way it should be. Exactly. It says a lot for the equipment, a lot for the driver.
and yes. uh, and the experience behind the wheel. Well, that's uh, that's for sure. So, X Zone Hotline two five six five three five three two one seven. We'd love to know your opinions. Please hit us up. Text us, leave us a voicemail. Leave me a voice memo. We'll play it on the air. Heck, we might even give away another hat or something. You know, we'll, we'll do that. Speaking of which, real quick, for those of you that uh, that did listen all the way through, you were late. Jared Rudd from Sailorsville, Kentucky, one of my Angler's Channel cap. Congratulations, Jared. It'll be in the mail shortly. And uh, why? Why, you ask? Why did he win a hat? Because he listened to the whole damn podcast, and we gave it away at the end. So you never know when we're going to pull something out of our butts and say, let's just give away a hat. For those of you still listening, he was one of several that got through the end. So um, congratulations, Jared. You'll see that shortly. Let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll go ahead and introduce you guys to the inaugural winner of the National Professional Fishing League's uh, uh, inaugural event on Lake Follow, Mr. John Hookup, Sukup, as he was called on live. Come back from John, we'll do a little uh, you pick them, see who's winning, who's leading, see who's going to uh, in, uh, in the lead for the trophy for this month, and then we'll uh, get you guys back on the water right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man, join the Stray King team. All you gotta do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. This is brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Guys, excited to welcome in your inaugural winner 
of the National Professional Fishing League event down on Lake Eufaula, Mr. John Hookup. Sookup. John, I don't know how much you've been in front of a camera in the past, but dude, you killed it on live. At least the first two days. I was working day three, but the first two days, you killed it, bro. That was awesome. There was definitely some silence for me on day three. I'll just promise you. <laughs> I'm so I'm still exhausted. Everybody's like, it must be so exciting. And I'm like, to be honest with you, I was pretty dejected on day three. I thought I had just, I mean, I did. I left the door wide open for those boys to come and, and embarrass me. And uh, I just couldn't believe I won, to be honest with you. So I was just emotionally drained, man, from keeping my composure through the week, just like fighting, keeping your composure. And then just like, okay, I bombed. And then what? I won. I won the same. Well, let's talk about this. I mean, 20 pounds, 12 ounces on day one with a 5'11 kicker. 20 pounds, two ounces on day three with a 6'4 kicker. Day three, like you said, open the door, 12-11 on day three. Uh, did you have a limit on day three, or was it just a couple of fish? Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably caught 15, 20 keepers. Okay. Uh, you know, the, size was, the size was the issue on, on day three. Um, and I started noticing from day one, two, and three, the fish were moving, you know, and changing. Uh, but uh, – you know, I, I stuck with it. And I, unfortunately, uh, day three, I had a limit for like six pounds early on. Oh, wow. And it went to like seven pounds and then seven and a half and then eight. <laughs> and and, and uh, I can tell the longer version, but uh, I had some guys come in on my spot and kind of push me off the spot that I caught them the day before. And, you know, I had tons of other fish found, but that spot had kicked out 20 days before. 20 pounds a day before, including a six. And then I could see more fish in there that were bigger. And they were, it was a lot more active around this certain tree. And so that's where I told myself I was going to live to finish out that term. Well, anyways, long story short, I got back in there on noon and those guys had left. They, they were there. They pushed me off around eight and they sat there about four hours on it. And I never really showed them where the juice was at. So when the boat was gone, I wasn't in there for five minutes and I caught a five and a half oh, wow. on day three. And you know, I think that's up on the YouTube channel now that day three, that fish, I mean, it was the fish that, I mean, they all add up, right? You can't right. look back and like, but that was the one on the final day that, that, uh, allowed me to jump and, and take the lead. Well, 53 pounds, nine ounces for the win, $50,000, um, beat David Gaskin by just about a pound and a half. And then I'm looking back. I'm, I'm just looking at the the deal. I know Luis Fernandez, who finished fifth, he made a pretty big run on day two. But Landon Tucker, who didn't have a limit day one, I mean, had had issues. He made a pretty big run at you as well. But I mean, dude, let's go back to to day two. I want to say it was because David and I were there for day one. We watched the way in, saw all the guys, saw you guys do the drive through. And then, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute, but day two, we were watching you on live as we were driving up to uh, Smith Lake for the MLF event uh, to kind of cover that. But you had, what, about a two-pounder on on a jerk bait, and you said, I'm just going to click the bell and let it swim back down so I can catch the other one that's with it. I mean, who does that in a tournament, John? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't we all do that? I that's what we do, right? I mean, uh, so, day, 
listen, I had I had a lot of fish found, a lot, a lot of fish found. And I had a, an old timer, if you will, a good friend of mine still tell me one time, John, he said, never pass fish to fish fish. And it's one of those sayings that I've kept with me when I'm fishing tournaments when I really don't know what fish to go to first. Sure. Really don't know. People will say, hey, where are you going? And I'm like, I really don't know. I'm just going to let the, you know, let my instincts kick in and on the way down. And as I was driving down, that saying was going through my head. So I just started, I was fishing south. So I fished, I started on the most northern fish on day one and just started working my way down south. Okay. Uh, just jumping. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass fish to fish fish. I would right. go to fish to, and so uh, day one, by the time I got down to what I'm going to call my island spot, where the sweet spot was at for the tournament, uh, I already had uh, a limit and I already called, I actually caught a five uh, on a shaky head on day one. So I had already got up to around the 15 pound mark and I pulled on the island spot and I caught a couple twos there. Uh, previously in practice, I caught a three. And when I caught a three, there was about 30 that came out with that three oh. school, schooling. And it was the only really only spot in the lake that was, that was like that, that I'd seen a school feeding frenzy. And so I'd already, I'd always kept that in my mind. Um, and the reason being also is because when I, in practice, when I caught that fish, I was fishing on brush pile. I had already determined patterns and that that brush pile was good, but I didn't see any fish on the ground. So I actually spent about 10 or 15 minutes messing with that brush pile. And when I finally got one to trigger, they all came out of that, of that brush pile. So I say all this to say this on day one, I ran that the Island spot and I never got a bite. So, um, day two came around and I was working from the North South again, but I, you know, was only hitting the stuff that was really good on day one. Sure. I went ahead and stopped back on that island because of what I'd seen in practice, the schooling activity. And I pulled up to this, you know, I had zero fish, probably been probably been an hour and a half or so in the day, I imagine. Um, I, I don't know if we'd quite gone live yet. So right around that point, okay, so maybe we had gone live. So about an hour and a half into the day, I throw into this, uh, the shallower of the brush piles that were there. And when I'm working my jerkbait back, a school of them come out just like I'd seen in practice <laughs> and none of them hooked up. So they can't, they followed it all the way to the boat. And I turn around, I fire right back in the brush pile and a smaller one comes up and eats the jerk bait. And that's the two pounder you're, you're referring to. <laughs> I had him on and I knew he was kind of small. I saw him that he was small and, but, but I had, so I'm taking this information from practice that I had seen some schoolers chase them, you know, bait. And then I had just seen them try to come out all in a, in a wolf pack. So I already had that mentality that there was potential of, you know, doubles go, going down. Right. And so when I got it to the boat, there was a bigger one slashing at it. And that's when you hear me say, I'm going to see if I can double up. So I lowered my <laughs> rod and pressed my button. It seems like it took five seconds, but it probably was only a second. Sure. I lowered it down. The fish swam down. And when you do that, you give them just a little tension. You don't let them just go nuts, you know. And that way you can kind of control and it just, you know, you felt it lock in and I pulled into it and yeah, I mean, first fish, first catch of day two was, it was a four pounder that tried to jerk that jerk. So I caught a four and a one and three quarter pound Kentucky on the same cast. Dude, I, you know, we're, we're driving down the road and I, I looked at him and I said, what he just say? Cause we, it was the highlights when we saw it. And I looked at David, I'm like, what'd he just say? What's he doing? And all of a sudden you see it go down and you're like, there he is. And it's like a double. And I'm like, holy crap, dude's dialed in. I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you had it going on there, but I mean, that was just, that was an incredible deal. Um, so 
I mean, 5309 for the win. How does it feel to be the inaugural winner of this deal? So you, I was asked by the production team day three, like right before live went off at one o'clock. I think I've lost the tournament. In my mind, I had 11 pounds in the boat. I had actually cold up to about 12 and a half, but they were so minute coals sure. that I wasn't paying no attention that I was actually, you know, added about a pound and a half more than what I thought. So uh, they asked me what would it feel like to win the first event. And I mean, I, I might have said it out loud, it was, but I, I thought it to myself, like, why are you asking me that? Like right now, <laughs> like, you trying to embarrass me? What's going on? So, uh, but this is what I, this is my response. I, when I, when I was, um, my first word was fish. I was raised around fish farm. Uh, we had koi farm. We had goldfish in the house. All I remember my, my dad ever doing was taking me to the creek and going crappie fishing and, and, and uh, you know, crappie docks and bass fishing. Sure. Uh, wading ponds and creeks and things. When I was four years old, I told my mom I wanted to be a professional fisherman. I, oh, wow. I didn't know that there was. And so life went on, and I wasn't able to chase that that opportunity uh, until, you know, about three or four years ago when I was real, you know, when we, when we created the bass tank. And I actually went into the crappie tour first, and now I have this opportunity here in the bass world. To win the very first inaugural event of the National Professional Fishing League uh, solidifies what I felt inside deep from day one that I can remember being alive, that I am a professional fisherman. And, you know, this has been not, it's not just a dream. It's, it's a part of who I felt like I am. Nice. So that's, that's what that feels like to me. It, it's just like, like uh, I'm 39 years old. It's like completion from day one of my life that it's all, it's come full circle in there. And there it is. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. David, do you want to talk about baits? Yeah. So with the, uh, again, I'm not as familiar with, um, you follow as much, but I know some guys were fishing shallow, but what made you decide to stick with the jerk? Because I'm assuming you were targeting those fish that were moving up still. Am I correct with that? Well, no, no, I wasn't. Uh, the answer is, is yes, but I also was catching them coming out. Okay. Like that, that, uh, the five and a half pounder I caught on day three, if you'll notice it, that thing was a seven pound fish. I mean, it had a seven pound head. Uh, he wasn't, his tail wasn't blooded anymore. He was as thin mm. as can be. That thing had probably spawned three or four weeks prior. Oh wow! You know, it wow. was it was skinny. Now I was positioning myself in staging areas, whether it was main lake staging, mid lake staging. And what I mean by mid lake is from the main river channel midway back in the creek arm, mm -hmm. or fully like literally the last brush pile on three or four foot of water within fifty feet of where they're going to move up and spawn. Like there were some spots I had a brush pile probably within twenty feet of. Literally where some beds were at, you know what I mean? And so uh, I was running those, and depending on how the term, you know, how the day went, the timing, and things like that, I would I would potentially run two or three mid-lake spots, and if I felt like they were moving and sliding, then I'd go shallower, and vice, mm -hmm. vice versa. So that's that's kind of how I did that. Now, I settled in on the jerkbait. Uh, I mean, I had 13, 14 rods on the deck. Uh, starting on day one, I had big spinnerbait, little spinnerbait, swimbait, underspin you know three or four jerk baits and and really just a couple bottom baits which probably is what i messed up on day three i should have gone to the bottom with a jig or a big worm i, I even yeah. said on live probably 500 times like those bottom guys are going to be <laughs> catching them i could see him down the bottom but i was you know i was just stuck in a rut there but mm -hmm. um i didn't catch them very good in practice when I, every time i slowed down i could get them to follow but i couldn't get them to eat so i i felt like i needed something moving 
Um, in practice on spinnerbait, I did catch a couple really good ones, you know, solid fours. And so I knew that the spinnerbait was going to be a big fish bite. I just couldn't get up. They would follow it. They would follow it through the brush pile all the way. And by, you know, I think day three, I pretty much completely just left the spinnerbait in its box. And I stayed with the jerkbait because I had more control over um, leaving it in front of that fish's face. And so they were finicky. They were pressured. They were uh, in a negative mood, 99% of them. Uh, they were scared. I think they were scared because the water was dropping. Wintertime, there had been four-foot uh, drought, so all the grass had died out. Right. Mm -hmm. They Two weeks prior, had had a major cold front. I don't know how many years, decades. Those fish that were there had never seen a cold front like that in their lives. No, it had been a long time. <clears throat> so uh, they they weren't in the mood. If you can imagine, now I'm using my sonar to be able to see this, but if you can imagine on a clear water lake that, they're, that you're sight fishing, and you see a fish out 50 foot or whatever, and you're throwing a floating worm or something in front of them, and it, and it lands a little close to them, and then that fish just goes and takes off. Right. They were doing that on live scope. I could see them doing that. If I landed too close to them, and so that is, and, the, and that was including the fat ones, including the females that were still pregnant, um, full of eggs. So that just told me that with everything, all the, everything that was going on in the environment, these fish just, hadn't fully understood what's going on. They were more focused on what was going on in their nature mm -hmm. uh, with the spawn than they were about caring about any kind of feed or anything like that. So. Sure, sure. So at what point did you realize you won this thing? When Al called it out or when they handed you a trophy or did you know it before? Well, I'm kind of one of those math guys. You know, I, I, I've been doing the numbers since the time I loaded the boat. And, uh, you know, Chase came up to me and Woodard, the one that caught 23 pounds. He was actually the one I was the most scared of Right. Uh, with him catching what he caught the day before. And he told me, congratulations, you caught him. I was like, man, I only got like 11 pounds. I don't know what you're talking about. He's <laughs> like, well, it's way better than me. I'm like, are you serious? So he's like, I don't want to excite you because that would be wrong, but you might you might have won this thing. So then I was doing the math. I was like, man, there's only like three or four guys that could possibly catch me. Those that Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't want to butcher his name, but Peronichek or something of that yeah. nature. We'll call him Nick. <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick P with a Z. Nick P with a little Z. Nick P with a little yeah. Z. There you go. There yeah. you go. And then uh, the Gaston, David Gaston, mm -hmm. and, uh, and of course, Landon. Um, those were really the only ones that I was concerned for. And the reason I was concerned for Landon is he had a big old smile on his face. And, and he, he was fishing the same areas. I saw him two or three times, not on the same actual piles, but the same areas. And he was fishing right. I could tell. I was like, yep, he's – and he was dragging. I already saw that in the tournament day. I was like, so uh, I knew he had – so when they did the math, I actually thought Landon jumped me. And and then I realized that he, he hadn't. And so it was after Landon weighed in that I realized I, I had won. I knew the math was there. That's uh, that's too cool. Wire to wire. I mean, that's – I mean, that's – let's From takeoff, man. From from takeoff. You were you both won on day one, weren't yeah. you? Wow. Yeah, that's all I know right now. <laughs> <laughs> so both one on day one, but one ten on day two, and both one again on day three. So yeah, but did, did you have the same camera guy all three days? No, I had a, an awesome guy named Todd the first two days, young guy uh, from California. And, uh, you know, dude, those camera guys were awesome. Like, he was kind of a hype man, you know, and, and, you, and you realize, I, I guess you don't think about it, but listen, man, that's their job. And yeah. wouldn't it be boring to go to your job and get nothing out of your day? Like, get nothing done because your guy's not catching fish? 
So it makes their day two. And then I had, uh, man, a super professional named Phil on day three. Uh, I know he does some of the elite stuff the way he, you know, in conversation that we talked. So my camera guys were zero in the way, zero frustration, you know, for me. It is different. It's another challenge. I mean, I'll be honest. I had a camera guy three days. Right. I think I could probably catch him better without the camera. But for some reason, these little lures I got, they like to be on film. So <laughs> bring the cameras. Just, just put two of them in the boat. You know what I mean? So You know, after two 20-pound days with the same camera guy, I think I'd have paid somebody to have the same camera guy on day three. I'm just, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little bit stitious, but I'm yeah. saying I, I, I think I'd had, I'd ask for the same guy. So I'm medium stitious. Like that, that should have. <laughs> I was kind of feeling the same way. Like that feels like, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm gonna mess up your vibe. But no, it worked <laughs> out. We, uh, you know, we, with Angler's Channel, we, we do a lot of filming and we, we cover a lot of events. And so we do that. We'll put cameras on boats and GoPros. And I've got some guys who are like, nope, that's the devil. I don't want one. So I can imagine having a dude in the back with a big camera. That's got to be a little bit fun. So. Well, man, I, I gotta, I gotta brag a little bit. Just, just a touch. Sure. Right? Have at it. Uh, man, I've been blessed all. So last year, um, well, three years ago, we started the Bass Tank, mm -hmm. and then because the electronics world and the live scope in particular dominates so much in the crappie world, uh, my sales rep, Zeke, and I actually started fishing a lot of the tour events together, and we fished the inaugural Wally Marshall Classic uh, in 2019, we actually finished second place in that event. I think we won 18 or 20 grand or something oh, like wow. that. Maybe it was 30 grand. It might have been 30 grand. It was, you know, it was a good chunk of change that we, that we won at a crappie event. And it actually opened the door to all these sponsors and stuff like that because everybody wanted to be a part of the crappie scene. And so uh, I took an evaluation of myself and my fishing career and my business, and we did. We made a business decision. I mean, when I say we, like the whole team at the Bass Tank, my wife, everybody made a business decision. And instead of chasing my love, those little green fish that I love, they're so beautiful, uh, I went crappie fishing last year. I, I fished uh, both tours. I think we placed in the top 10 angler of the year, both of them. One of them might have been fourth or fifth. Uh, we didn't win any events, but we did finish in the top 10 on, I don't know, quite a few times. And I did that to uh, to promote us in the crappie world. Sure. Well, what happened when I made that decision was there was this opportunity to fish this national professional fishing league that was going to be, you know, almost two years down the road. And I... I immediately knew it was my, that, that, that was for me, 100% knew it was for me. You know, I've been a business owner. I've, I have several uh, businesses that I own and operate that don't really allow me to chase after the, the elites. Like I, like I'd love to, who sure. wouldn't want to be on the, on the elites. Right. And so, and then after chasing, you know, maybe the business decision to chase the crappie, I could not, you know, really put any time into the, to the opens. Not, not to mention like the monster stack field that was the opens last year. Yeah. yeah. So when I got invited to the National Professional Fishing League, man, it just 100% felt like, hey, I can put bass fishing on the back burner for one year, focus on the crappie, focus on pushing the tournament, the you know the the bass tank through the crappie tournaments, and then I'm gonna kick it into bass gear. And so the last event, the Wally Marshall last year that was in the fall around october mm -hmm. at branson uh as soon as we got home i put the crappie rods up and i got the bass rods out 
Um, one of the reasons I got the bass rods out all winter long is because I'm, I feel very confident that I'm a 12 pound guy. I can catch 12 pounds on the toughest day. I can 12, catch 12 pounds on the best day. When everybody okay. else is smashing them, I'm your guy for 12 pounds. There you go. <laughs> when everybody else is blanking, you know, I got at least 11, you know, and that's usually <laughs> the ones that I, <laughs> that I win. But there's a problem with that because, you know, it's cool for any of your points, but I knew that I had a hole there uh, for closing deals. And, and, you know, you need weight, right? you got to have weight and you can't make – it's cool to brag about I can catch fish no matter what, but – it's also it's it's cooler to win. Man. I mean, it is sure. Good. So I spent all winter chasing big fish and trying to get myself in a big fish mentality. And we had wired fish come down. Jason Seelock and the boys came yep. down, and we filmed uh, for a week. Well, we filmed for three days straight in Oklahoma. Day one, first fish out of the box. It's on YouTube. You can follow. I caught a ten and a half on on camera. The next day, it's not gone public or announced yet. But I caught an 11 and a half the next day, wow. last fish of the day. Wow. And then the third day, I caught like, I don't know, 35 pounds or something like that. But it, we didn't have any monsters. There's all like sevens and sixes. But they, 30, <laughs> I think 30 pounds. But. No monsters. <laughs> yeah. So, David's, so then, from, David's then, from Wisconsin. Uh, he fished Gunnersville on Sunday and only caught twos and threes. So, yeah, he'd love to see a six or a seven <laughs> right now. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. We, we, you know, we uh, – so there's some videos out there, you know. I, I got a, I got a couple other really good ones on camera. Matter of fact, let's tell you. So I went out with uh, Lawrence and utilizing their active target. And actually, Lucas that works for Lawrence, him and I actually went to school together, and Zeke and I we all went to high school together. And so we went out and played with it, and in the Lawrence boat with the Lawrence guy on camera, we caught like a nine and three quarter. I caught a nine and three quarter pounder. Jeez. And so that was awesome, awesome for Lawrence. You know, we sell Lawrence as well. So, you know, we have a real good friendship with them as well. So it was good for them. And then I got an invite from the outdoor Oklahoma to go shoot a video. And we caught the I caught the largest bass in the last 40 <laughs> years. It's been recorded on, cam on camera. With, so, you know, I don't know what it is about the camera but uh like i said my lures are liking it and i'm and i'm loving it so. <laughs> well david's gonna book a flight to oklahoma i'm gonna start driving to oklahoma and we'll just <laughs> we'll catch up with you and see what we can catch and we'll go from there we, we got just a couple minutes left uh before we've got to run but talk about the npfl i mean you know 18 months ago this thing was was brought into fruition and then it's like okay we're gonna do this thing and they announce it you know over a year out and you know you guys apply and they 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 pick the anglers and now you're sitting here with i'll be honest with you i know you said it's two foot wide that thing looks like a freaking hyundai sonata behind you is what i mean it, it's huge right we're gonna do a video where we weigh it and measure it i, so I, I stay tuned with that make sure you tag us and i want to see it but <laughs> talk a little bit about al and the boys luke fat cat all that. i mean just a little bit about the npfl because from what we saw watching live and being there on site i've talked to al numerous times and different guys from the trail over the course of the year getting to this point just talk just a little bit about, you know, the NPFL, what it means to you. And, of course, now that you've won this, I mean, obviously, dude, your name's in a record book forever as the inaugural winner of this deal. But talk about ju just real quick, just a little bit about yes. the NPFL. So. Well, I'm going to set the trophy aside, and I'm going to tell you this answer would be the same whether I had this trophy right here or not. I, I fished everything from, a, you know, a three-boat jackpot to the Forest Wood Cup 
to the highest crappie tournament that you know there is and everything in between i have never ever been to besides at church i've never been to an event where it felt like there was zero animosity or bitterness or negativity anywhere that's awesome and there was just a feeling an emotion there uh of a jovial feeling you know a jovial feeling and then on top of that you know a, hey it's serious business and we're gonna all work together to build each other's career and you know al brad michelle paul i can't thank them enough like they own their mistakes. Who does that in the professional bass fishing world? I'm, I'm sorry it's, it's out there. I'm not trying to pick on anybody else, but, I mean, you know, they say, hey, we made some flaws. We're going to fix these flaws. And I can just tell you, it gives me all the confidence in the world to trust them that I can go out and I can reach out for the limb and spend the extra time promoting my sponsors, promoting and honing my skills because it's going to benefit me because they're going to give me a platform to springboard off of. Absolutely. It's, it's not going to be one of those platforms where and I had this happen to me. Forrest Woodcup, I broke down. I called, and, hey, man, I broke down. They said, well, what kind of boat are you riding? <laughs> wow. And that's a true story, you know. Listen, sure, I believe I, it. I believe it. I, I love I, I love bass fishing, and, and I man, one of these days I may be over on some other trail. Something that happened. I don't want to burn no bridges. Or something. But, but that's not the kind of stuff that we need in, in the industry. Right. And so – and not only that, but to give opportunities to someone like me who spent their last, you know, 39 years of their life trying to take care of the family and build business and have kids and, and still love, I love fishing. And, you know, I feel like I have a skill set. And so to be able to have an opportunity to showcase that, showcase my sponsors who have backed me through all the times that I was, you know, could not be on that, the national eye form and to give back to them. Uh, it, it's a, it's amazing, man. And Fat Cat, Luke and David Dudley, you know, everybody sees their persona and their personality when it comes to that they can turn it on and make you laugh and make oh, you yeah. cry. They can, they can hurt your feelings and make you laugh all at the same time. But what you don't see is when the cameras are off, fat cats running out and helping every bass fisherman early in the morning get their GoPros running. Get, right. They're doing the dirty work, too, that I don't even think is part of their contract. I think they're just doing it because they know sure. that if the trail succeeds, they succeed. And so there's just there's this camaraderie as of right now. Now. I'm, a sh I'm sure two or three, four or three events down the road, three years down the road, there's going to be some uh, some competitive spirits, some guys that are just, you know, that just it's don't want to sit next to each other or whatever. Right. But, but right now, man, I'm telling you, uh, there's an excitement in the air. And I don't know if that comes across to the production side or not because I haven't had the chance to, you know, go back and watch any of that. Or be, but, man, it's something special. Something special is happening. You know, being there on on um, on Thursday for day one, you could tell that. I mean, you could tell it was something special. And I got a call yesterday from Al, um, and you know he called and cause I, I had I had sent him a text, you know, to get your number, and and he just called me and he said, "Dude, I'll send you John's number in just a second. He said, "Listen, I, I don't want accolades. I want to know what we've done wrong. What can we fix? What can we do? I've been in the industry nineteen years." He's like, you've seen it. What can we do? And nobody calls you for that. Everybody wants everybody wants the praise. Nobody calls for you know to know what to fix, what to do better. And I told him, I said, dude, I said, I'll talk to my guys. But after day one, they really stepped it up, and things really got looking good from there, especially from the live standpoint. But dude, I thought you did an incredible job on camera. Obviously, you did an incredible job, you know, with the fish catching deal there. So extremely proud of you there, and dude, just. 
an honor to have you on the show. Congratulations on the win. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to slide you out of here, dude, and we will talk to you soon. I'm sure we'll see you at Wright-Patman. It would not surprise me. If you don't book in with one of those later on this year, I, I, I'm just I'm going to go ahead and call it. All right, <laughs> hope you build a big mantle because you're going to have to have you know room on each end for one. I I do believe so. But thanks so much for your time, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. See you, buddy. Well, David, there he is, John Sukup, your inaugural NPFL champ. And uh, dude, what a what a cool guy! Excited to have him on the uh, on the show. You were there. You you were with me. We saw the first day weigh in and watched some of the live and stuff. What were your thoughts about the uh, about the whole thing? Um, it was interesting again to see how fast they, you know, I've been to weigh ins elite series, you know, first day or two. You know, some of those can feel like I don't know, like it's like a, a day long thing, but for them to bring what over a hundred some odd boats within two hours i mean i thought that was a pretty uh big accomplishment because i figured it was going to be about three or three hours or more so right uh, that was very unique um and then um yeah you know again i last week i mentioned that you know they've had a bunch of time that they had to get this stuff together so i was hoping for a somewhat polished uh product and i I think they delivered on that you know having something that was you know Again, everyone's gonna have their hiccups, but I thought it was a you know if I was a grade, I'd, I'd give it like a good, maybe not a letter grade, but I would say you know an 83, 84 out of hundred. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm about eighty five, so we'll take yeah. it and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Of course, you can find out more about the National Professional Fishing League on their website, nationalprofessionalfishingleague.com, or just do what I do, type in tnpfl.com. And that'll get you there as well. We appreciate John Sukup being uh, on the show tonight and appreciate Al and the boys having us down for the inaugural event last week uh, on Ufala. Looking forward to more of those. Y'all hang tight. We'll be right back with more on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visit lakehartwell.com. We love having gear that lets us spend more time on the water. But what happens when your battery dies and you can't make it back to the ramp? Well, eliminate your fear with Rely On Lithium Batteries. These batteries are essential when starting and running your boat. They offer shorter charge times and more usable capacity without any late-day voltage sag. They're also incredibly lightweight compared to lead-acid batteries and are practically maintenance-free. Rely On Batteries lets you focus on your next big catch so you can make it back to the ramp in time for weigh-in. Learn more at relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off. That's relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel for 10% off using the code anglerschannel at checkout. What are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely On Lithium today. 
at Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for a little Ranger Boats Bass Wrap-Up. Brought to you by Mercury Marine. The you pickums for the week, Mr. David freaking Jong. The onum. I heard you, I heard you brought the hat out this weekend. Is that, is that right? Is that what I heard? And I heard he cut your bait off and felt bad and tied it back on. <laughs> it's not like he – I think he uh, wanted to use the lure that I was catching him on. Oh. Did he not <laughs> have another one? Thing. Did he not have two? <laughs> not exactly like that one. Oh. I, I would have had to make one. I, I, look, I mean, I got down and he was catching them, and I mean, he's standing Just right next. To, he's standing right next to me. I mean, so it, Dave, it had to be the, the same bait, thing right? To me. Like I said, get the net, and he didn't even get the net. Ah, <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call bullshit on you're, that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, say. I'm gonna say he asked you for the net, and you said no. I got him. No, replay the tape. Is that, the is tape. that the way it was, Kenneth? That's replay what I. That's what I heard. Spotlight yeah. right next yeah. to you. So that's, that's why I didn't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, David. Have at it, brother. All right. So, as the uh, what was it? So with guess if you would listen to our guests today, uh, we are looking at the NPFL. I hope I got that right. NPFL uh, event <laughs> on Lake Eufaula. Um, and the one guy, well, the guy who took that one was John Sukup with a winning weight of 53 pounds and nine ounces. He did have a slip up, but he pretty much dominated that event there. And the first person, well, whoever took the point this week is? Well, David Estes took this week. And here's the funny thing. No one knew. To the to the um, to the you pickums up grabbed a point this week, but David Estes had a weight of fifty three point zero six is what he picked to grab the uh, to grab the point. Uh, so that throws him into a let's see which will be a two four six eight nine way tie for second place right now uh, with three oh six and grabbing our point, Mr. Jason Duran fifty two twelve. Stand down. So, good job. Nice, nicely done. He he was surprised by that one, I think. So, but no, you kind of knew that. Like, oh, okay, it's easier. <laughs> All right. What's next, David? All right. So we stay in the state of Alabama, uh, going to Smith Lake uh, by Coleman, Alabama. There, and the guy who took the win there. The guy, the original, you could say, John Cox, he uh, won with a winning weight of 62 pounds and four ounces. And if you guys didn't notice, but that's three winners within the last couple of weeks out of a 10 boat. 10 boat, you're right. You're exactly right. I, you're right. I hadn't thought about that, but that's um, that's exactly right. And winning the you pick em points, Michael Havlick, 6201 for that one and then winning our little deal are you pickles between the four of us or five of us was uh me with 5909 thing was sexy 
sexy. So <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take that point. Now let's talk about Cox for just a minute. All right. So Cox fished Smith Lake last week. Now he's on Pickwick this week. Right. Did a little looking. All right. BPT practice starts Friday on Raber. Right. Practice Friday Saturday. Then Group A starts Sunday. Cox is in Group B. Do you think that he's asked for Group B in all of these events that he can? Surely he can't be in Group B every time, right? I don't think he's asking. I bet you uh, people behind the scenes are making that happen. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But, I mean, Pro Circuit – I'll BPT say this, if they and the kudos to him. They should. No, you're right. You're right. They should. But fishing all three? I mean, dude, come on. That's a. I mean, you can't. You can't complain about it. I mean, he's winning. Holy crap! He won hundred grand. He just shows up and fishes too. That's I it. Mean, it's yeah, just I, like I think it kind of fits his style. I, I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think the more he thinks about it, it 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 may hurt him. Sure. But but he has a very specific style of the way he fishes. I think he can show up to a lot of lakes and really just kind of just start fishing. No, he I just kind of gets gets himself in an area and then picks that area apart. Yeah, yeah. I, I I look for him to do well on Pickwick this week as well. And a big shout out to our buddy Ty All, rookie who was in second going into the final day, and ended up. I think his Facebook uh, post said they caught him slipping, ended up finishing six. But I mean, second second Pro Circuit Derby, and he's scoring a top ten, getting t- taking some cash home to Arizona. So congratulations to uh, to Ty. That was uh, that was a big deal. It was good to see quite a few guys, but uh, Dave and I were there on uh, on Friday watching weigh in, and um, that was good. I mean, it's you know a typical uh, FLW event, so uh, kudos to them. So, all right, David, it's how not, about it's the not FLW. Uh, do what now? It's not FLW, or whatever it is. So, <laughs> it, I tell you what, it sure as hell look like one. I promise you that. So, all right, David, how Same about uh, CBC on Santee Cooper? All right, so Carolina Bass uh, Challenge were out, was out on Sandy Cooper, and it's, it was coughing a pretty good bag to win it because it took 28.06. Wade Grooms took the win there, and he, I think, won big fish with an 8.14 uh, big bass as well. He did. Let me see if I can uh, – let's see. Lester Curtain, 28.04. Guys have been bouncing all around these numbers this week, right? 20, 28.04 for the win there. And Kenneth, dude, you were close. You, you I shot, was close, but you, I was close the wrong way. You were shot. You were just a hair high. Uh, Michelle, obviously, she was low. Jason was, <laughs> was close, but no cigar. David was low. And I guessed 24 and brought home the point again on that one. So I'll, uh, I'll take that point for sure. So. All right. How about the uh, Bass Champs on Rayburn, which I need to pull it back up, but mm-hmm. they had some bags going over there. So Now, which which day were we? Were we we Saturday picked we Saturday. Okay, we picked Saturday. Yep. We picked Saturday because that was the original date yep. was Saturday. Sunday was the makeup. So. Yep. So, Bass Champs, uh, again, Texas looks like it's been hot. I heard there's been a bunch of share lunkers caught within the last week again. Uh, so, that number has been going through the roof but uh with this event the team of joseph norris and barton blaylock a blake lock caught five fish for 30.43 pounds with a 10.39 kicker 
So let's let's look at this real quick. 30.43, 1039 kicker. They had what 50 25 pa- 25 bags over 20 yep. in that event uh for that one. And then you go to Sunday's event which took 3545 to win it with a 948 and it was an 1139 big fish caught on Sunday and they had let's see going down 34 bags over 20 in that one so i mean rayburn again just just kicks them out day after day so that's that's an impressive number we don't oftentimes see the weights go up on day two like you know in in the past but uh, they certainly did there so coming back to the u pickums chip cranford scored the point there he picked 30.25 for the win there for him. So that scores him a point. And then David, of all people, scores a 28.76. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit the crickets. We'll do that right there. Uh, a 28.76 for the win there for uh, for DX. So, yeah, we're spreading the love on the points around here this week. So, except for Kenneth. And Michelle. That's okay. But that's all right. Your time's coming, brother. So it's coming. All right. How about the old BFL on old Toho? All right. So BFL Gator Division fished Toho this past Saturday. And the guy that won it, Garrett Farmer, caught five fish for a total of 27 pounds and six ounces. And our buddy Travis Harper with a 26.56. That was the biggest gap. In uh, in guesses this week, twenty six fifty six for the uh, for the you pick and point there, and then I grabbed the point with a twenty four one on uh, on that one. So I will gladly take it. What did I pick on that one? Do you have it? Uh, you were I thought I was twenty five something. Twenty eight twenty six on that one. Okay. Oh, he's. You were twenty five. You were twenty five sixty eight on the Bass Champs. You were twenty eight twenty six on that one. So, I'm not going to slight you, bro. If you get the points, I won't give them to you. I'm I'm not I'm not going to slight you. I promise. He's checking. He's like so, asking for I, a revote. I don't have my list in front of me. Can you man. please print that Excel sheet for Kenneth to have? I would be happy to. I'd be happy to. Hey, and a big shout out to my guys at uh, Metal Potato. Uh, we got to talking about uh, about how this thing runs, and he's like, well. Chris CB, you know there's a there's an export function in in the in the plugin that allows you to export the uh, the yeah. the picks. I'm like, well, shit. How about them apples? So, yeah, it's been a quiet week around here. I had a bunch of numbers in, so that's kind of that's kind of nice. I'll download those on uh, Thursday morning, and we'll get ready for next week. So, but uh, all right, David, let's talk about a little kayaking. All right, so the Bassmaster and Bass Nation kayak series, they were out on Lake Fork, and Nate Gloria caught a a 22.5-inch fish for for a fish one, 21.25 fish for fish two, 19.5 for fish three, 18 for four, and a 16.75 for a total of 98 pounds, which was uh, enough. 98 pounds? I'm sorry, 98 98 inches, excuse me. I'm here for you, Kenneth. 98 inches. Uh, he, he caught, uh, I guess, a quarter of an inch more than the guy in second place, but 98 inches took the W down at Fork. 
And winning the points this week for the uh, for the U Pickums, Eric Storms and Wayne Taylor both hit at 98 inches apiece. So we got double deuces on that one. They jump into a four-way tie for the lead with Charles Knowles and James Rice, followed up by Brandon Black, Scott Bazette, Josh Towsley, David Estes, Michael Havlick, Lester Curtain, Chip Cranford, and Travis Harper, who were going to follow along real close in second place. And taking the point for us and doubling his odds. Thing is sexy. Sexy. Oh, wrong one. Where'd he go? I've made the odds be that's a good line. I'd be good with that. It is a good one. I'm glad, I'm glad I found that last week. And doubling his odds this week, Mr. Kenneth freaking Grover. So Nailed it. Nailed it. I need that one, too. And may the odds be ever in your favor. So leading the points for us, I'm still leading with a grand total of five. KG jumped up to second with three. JD pulling in third there. Three fish, third place. That's pretty good with two points. David and Michelle sitting back there with a single point apiece. So, brother, you got to step it up just a little bit. Got to get you up there, see what happens. But as you notice, right where, right there, AC Bass. And, David, thanks for – Right in the center. Right in the center. Right there. Right it's there. right there. There it is. David, thanks for posting the uh, the trophy ceremony on Facebook. I, I appreciate that. And Steve Marchion, if you're listening – I don't have to think live scope because I ain't got it. So I use the Hummingbird 360 Mega, as a matter of fact. That's how I find my fish when I'm out fishing on the lake when I have a boat to actually use it on. So there you go. So I'd like to thank my Hummingbird 360 Megas and um, my Solix and my Raptors and my old tricks and all that good stuff. But um, And my mom. I didn't thank my mom in that one, so I'm going to make sure I thank mom for that. So. Love I got you. some work to do to get it back. Love you, Mom. You do, but I appreciate I appreciate the fact that it's staying in North Alabama. I appreciate you bringing it to me. I didn't think you would, but I, I really really appreciate you doing that. Well, so. I, I need to get it back because when it, when when AC Bass is at my house, it sits on the piano. Well, no. now that now that he's been moved, you can tell there's dust there. So I need to bring him back. <laughs> you can see the spot where the, where the where he used to yes. sit. He needs to cover that clear spot back up. Wow. Like That's how long it. I've had him. I Dust is like around it. I like it. Well, JD, what we got going on for uh, for the Coast Account down to blast off this week? All right. Well, let's roll into the Coast Account down to blast off for March week hashtag three. That'd be number three. Um, sorry, nobody got it. Um, I got it. Bassmaster, Bassmaster, <laughs> Bassmaster Elite Series at Pickwick. Big show this week. Uh, March eighteenth. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> will, will it be pigwig again this time? Kenneth dropping the pigwig. If they use that, man, that would be like, hey, you're using my line. You're using my line. You need to drop it in the chat or something like that. It's, it's a, a good one. It's, it is it's a good one. one. It does. It's a great send one. Send that to Ronnie Moore. I bet he'll use it. David, you sent it to him. Y'all are BFFs. So. <laughs> Bassmaster Elite Series at the pigwig oh. lake. As Hold on. Say. I need to get royalties from that. You do? You do? Uh, four day total weight, total winning weight in pounds and ounces. All right, guys, pounds and ounces. This should be a, a heavyweight event, don't y'all think so? What do you feel like is a heavyweight event? Have you put your uh, have you put your your, your picks in yet? I I okay, all right. But I mean, it's not going to be too hard to average twenty a day, right? 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't automatically say it's going to be easy. Here's the next, here's the kicker: cold front Friday. Okay. A lot of rain. That may actually help. A lot of rain. That's tomorrow. that's going to be the key. That's going to make some differences. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. So it's it's going to be an interesting week. Um, I look for some guys, some local guys that will be in that tournament that you know have got a lot of experience there. Um, could do well. I don't know about all the Alabama guys, but a couple guys have been there and done well. So, um, we'll see. Be interesting. Texas Tournament Zone Choke Canyon, March 20th. All right. Single day winning weight in pounds and hundreds. Yep. All right. Okay. Don't get confused. Pounds and hundreds. Rolling on down. Fishing ex- stuff extreme on Greer's Ferry. March 20th, single day winning weight in pounds and hundreds. All right. Thank you, Chris, for kind of keeping those together so people don't get confused. All right. I try really guys. hard. I try really yeah. hard. But now that I don't have to enter them all into a spreadsheet, it's getting really easy. Who cares easy. anymore, right? So. <laughs> Georgia Bass Team Trail on Lake, on Lake Lanier, March 20th. Again, pounds and hundreds, single day winning weight. And then uh, Pride of the South, Ross Barnett Reservoir, uh, mud hole, uh, swamp, log infested, stump infested, Mississippi River, not necessarily river, but Mississippi Lake down there. Um, single day winning weight in pounds and hundreds. All right. A lot of fiberglass work done out of that place. Just a lot saying. of fiberglass work done out of that place. So. <laughs> Whoever put all those rebars up to mark, mark, mark all those stumps, man. I had, to, I had to explain to David w- what we're looking at down there, and, and he'll uh, he'll tell you. So Yeah. <laughs> Big Bass Tour on Clark's Hill, March 19th through the 21st. All right? And it is this. It is the overall bass winner. And Chris even pointed it out. That's one fish. Okay? That's one. not five fish. It's the overall Big Bass winner. Yeah. One fish and pounds and hundreds. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do it. Let me let me find my form here. Let me go to the entries for the weight contest. And um, all right. So okay. So that, those look pretty good so far. Let me see if anybody anybody in there got a. So I got one. I got one guy that says fifty one point two five. Let me tell you what. Um, I, Robert, call him out. Robert, Robert, if they Bob, if, if they catch it, Bob. Bob, if they do that, that's impressive. Uh, there's an 11, a 1952, Paul. Not going to happen, Paul, bro. Paulie. A on, 1998, Paulie. Larry? No, 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 no. That's a negative there. Just go ahead and count that a loss. Um, let's see. Just a few more here real fast as I scroll through here. That page looked pretty good. Only 45 pages of entry, so it's not it's not like it's a big deal. But, uh, hey, there's two Probably pages in a row. That, about, but, uh, yeah. it's, it's a single bass, folks. One, uno. So, Hey, I, I'm going to guess that hey, guys that hey. can't read instructions are not guys that like listen to us every week. I, I think our committed <laughs> guys that listen to us they every just week snuck in. They will just understand snuck in. this. These are guys that just randomly found it by accident. Threw some numbers together. Our, may not our even be fishing core and, and hardcore guys, I, I think they got it figured out. And watched the legit Brit, the legit Brit video and thought and wondered, what's wrong with that? Right? Guys? What's wrong with <laughs> yeah. that? Right? Uh, Nick, ninety nine point three. 
That's a great Ooh, FM station. 99 on what time? Nine, ever. On yeah, Big Bass Tour. Yeah. Big, uh, Breaking the century, Mark. It's a great, uh, yeah, it's a great <laughs> country station here in Huntsville, but it ain't, it, it ain't, uh, I don't even know if it's a country station or not. There's I don't even know what station. I, I listen to Sirius XM. I don't even know what 99.3 is. So we'll just go that route. But uh, yeah, that uh, ain't going to happen, boys. I, I hate to say it. So, but. Uh, well. That is the post to countdown to blast off and the you pickums this week. And I want to tell everyone, may the and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good job, Chris. Sorry, I had to catch up. I was, I was (laughs) frantically frantically looking for something else um, while I was doing this, and I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, stepped in because her version is better than Jason's. Yes. (laughs) Be ever in your favor. Yeah, that's that's true, and you know, and, and she's yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. Uh, <laughs> so what you got to do now, Chris, is you got to get the cannon. So when somebody picks a dumb weight like that, you got to play the cannon. Damn it, Jason! I ain't got enough room on this soundboard for adding more stuff. <laughs> By God, I'll find a cannon. Nine point three. No oh, way, Jason, dude. Jason's all about finding work for you to do, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now that he can sort the form, he's got time. <laughs> Cannon, I'll, I'll, I'm making a note. I'll make that. Gil, maybe Jason can find it and send it to you. Uh, I'm not, I'm not counting on that. Gil rain suit giveaway just ended. Matthew Fuge, return my email, Matthew. You got till Friday to return my email. Otherwise, I'm going somewhere else. (laughs) Matthew Fuge, you were chosen. Sixteen hundred and eighty entrants for that deal. Matthew, you are a winner. Scott Smith, you're getting a prize pack from oneanglerschannel.com. Troy Tribom, you're getting a prize pack from oneanglerschannel.com. Not a rain suit, but a prize pack. Why? Because I'm a nice guy. And I thought that many people can't enter and just have one winner. Matthew got the rain suit. Scott and Troy. You've got uh, you've got a little something coming to you as well. Speaking of which, we were an hour and twenty two minutes in this podcast. David, what's our number? How high do I have to go? I wouldn't go very high, but I'd, I'd at least go high uh, somewhat. So, whenever you're gonna pick, I'd, I'd stay within two hands. Caller four. number four. It's the X-Zone winner's hotline because I got a box X-Zone sitting behind me right over there. And I'll put your little prize pack together. 256-535-3217. The fourth texture that says, I heard you all the way to the end. You will be a winner. So y'all chime in. 256-535-3217. X-Zone hotline. Find out while Brandon Polinick and more rely on get it rely on rely on X Zone to put them blue trophies on the mantles. All right, gentlemen, did we learn anything this week, David? Sunscreen? Yeah, sunscreen because I think I came out redder than the Alabama crimson color. Oh. <laughs> But he drove through Auburn. He got to see Auburn. So I got all burnt up. Oh, he's quick. He's quick. That's pretty good right there. Sexy. Sexy. That was uh that was that was good stuff right there. Jason, how about you? What you learned this week? All right, if you're going to Gunnersville, um fish the bridges. Okay. 
fish them all day. And uh, if you're the first one to that bridge and you go through it and Never nobody right. else is sitting there, stop and fish. Stay. You didn't, did you? Boat number nine became boat number one. Because you know, everybody else turned right and you went left. No, no, we okay. we passed we passed a few boats on the way down there, and we met safely the, safely passed a few boats. Safely passed a few boats. Okay. Uh, you drive a good boat, it drives safe, and we made it right under the bridge. Sat down, made it all the way to the back of Browns. There was somebody else already on that spot. I don't know how that was pre-fishing for another event, but uh, yeah, swim bait all day long. 28, 28. Well, there was only 493,000 people on Gunnersville this past weekend. So, uh, for what that's worth. David, you have something to say? I was going to say, since he's talking about Gunnersville and talking about ABT before I forget, and um, was it during boat check-in, uh, Logan yeah. Johnson, correct me if I'm wrong, was like, where's David? I'm like, who's asking for me on a, uh, in the middle of Alabama? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Logan Johnson. We were, he, he was coming through boat check. We put a camera on his boat and he said, I thought you had the whole crew here this week. I said, I do. We talking about, it. and he goes, where's David? It's right over there. Just look for the coon eyes. You'll find him because he's right there. So. And there was one other person. I, and I, I apologize if I, if I, since I forgot your name, but someone during the weigh-in came by and said, hey, aren't you he's an autographs? He's right. autographs now. I, I, like, I remember I was that. Like, what? I remember that. That was, well, that was good. Hi. So, hey, Jordan, come here. Look. Look who it is. It's your buddy right there. See? Look, there's your buddy. There's your buddy. So, yeah, uh, that's that's good stuff there. Kenneth, what did you learn this week? Anything exciting? Like not to I leave a camera it. case on the back of the boat. I, I said, go there. I said, um, there's a camera case. Hold on to it. No, <laughs> that's what I understood. Um, no, I'm quite nervous when there's camera gear in my boat. I, I'm, I make sure that it sits very low in the boat, but no, what I learned is regardless of whether there's a thousand plus boats on Gunnersville Lake, someone's going to come in first. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to still catch the heck out of them. You're exactly 28. right. 28.28 pounds. It's pretty stout. Done. Pretty stout day. That's for sure. So that is for sure. So that was a good event. David, we enjoyed having you down. Look forward to seeing you again in a couple of years. And um, again, you know, it was uh, it was a great weekend weekend for sure. Well, folks, as always, yeah, we, thanks for hanging. You can come visit me quicker than a couple of years from now. Well, I'm just saying. You got to build that team chemistry up, right? I'm just. They don't want to. I'm going to get a team practice in. Yeah. We don't don't want none of y'all. I got you. I got you. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I agree. All right. So that was that was good stuff. Well, folks, as always, made it this far in the show. We appreciate you for listening. We do encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the show. On the favorite podcast app, we also ask if you like the show, go ahead and share it with your friends. Feel free to chime in, like I said, and give us your thoughts and opinions via the Exazone hotline, 256-535-3217. On behalf of our guest tonight, Mr. John Hookup Sookup. For the AC Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Y'all have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Wash your damn hands. Wear your damn face mask. Put that PFD on. Aaron Britt. Hook that freaking switch. kill switch up. You better do it. And, uh, and David Mark- almost heard me go off on somebody when we were on the lake Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I, I bet. had to hold back. I, I wasn't sure he could handle it. I heard it on live on Saturday, so I can't imagine what you was done, <laughs> uh, you know, not live on Sunday. So 
Guys, have a great week and weekend. We'll see you next week. Don't take it for me. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 